It's August 1st, 2017, and this is Insight Out, The Naked Truth. Coming to you live from the Santa Cruz Mountains from Lupin Lodge, where clothing is optional. But the truth is always naked. I'm Errol Strider. <laughs> I'm Rochelle Alicia Strider. And once again, we welcome you to our home at Lupin. We invited you over tonight to have some conversation about the human condition with all its eccentricities and what to make of it. Sprinkled with laughter, good music, and the many voices of Errol Strider. Hello, this is the rabbi. I'm looking forward today. It's a special day. I'll say it's special, Rabbi. This is a very special day for the Striders. I'm glad we can be with them on this uh, occasion. Oh, sure, it is there, and happy to be, be a participant. Well, thank you, guys. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to keep you waiting long, and I hope our other enlightened, or as I like to call them, delightened characters are here Waiting in the this. wings. Waiting in the wings. So, Errol. Yes, our show is sponsored by Go Raw. Go Raw, natural foods, nutritious and delicious. Their factory's right here in San Jose. I've been out there, and I know the CEO very well. Hello, Rob, if you're listening. And you can get a whole, excuse me, you can get Go Raw at Safeway, Trader Joe's, and, whole foods. and, Safe, and uh, Costco. And Whole Foods, which is now Amazon. It really? They really sold? Mm-hmm. No kidding. No kidding. Where have you been? <laughs> they sold to Amazon? Mm-hmm. Man. You can get all your Whole Foods right through the mail now. <laughs> <laughs> Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Cooked. How do you want your pizza? Oh, just kind of hot. Okay, okay. <laughs> just a minute. Let me get a cyber hot pizza coming. I think the food that's made on site will probably still be there in the stores. Oh, really? Oh, okay. You <laughs> think so? I think so. Well, in honor of our 41st anniversary today. Wedding, wedding anniversary. What would be the other kind of anniversary? The anniversary when we first started being together. Right. And the anniversary of our first intimate... Uh, no, not No, that I one. don't count. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> the featured phrase of the week is... That's a keeper. Yep. We've kept it going for 41 years, not without some challenges, mind you, but the love abides. Mm hmm By the way, here's a definition of a keeper that, well, might seem relevant. A domestic animal considered with respect to how easy it is to care for. So, if you know... <laughs> Which one of us is if the you domestic know us, animal that has to be cared for? You can see why Rochelle <laughs> might have had some doubts about me being a keeper. <laughs> Someone once asked us, to what do we attribute our longevity as a couple? Our answer, a commitment to our friendship, even when we're in our greatest crisis. That was the time we just they were completely out of jokes. But that brings us to <laughs> number two, a sense of humor. There you go. <laughs> Several years ago, we 
reframed, or I should say rebranded our relationship from a marriage to a comedy act. <laughs> we do a good job of it, too. We do. It lowers the expectation level considerably as long as you keep each other laughing, which hopefully we're going to give you a taste of tonight. The third thing that really I feel has enabled us to uh, grow and thrive in this dual system that is our relationship is our shared focus and dedication to what we can call the spiritual quest, to what we regard as that loving support that here is here from us from all being, whether it operates through evolution or some other mysterious creative approach that could be going on in one of the other super universes, the ones over there. <laughs> Anyway, t during tonight's program, we're going to take a look at what what becomes a keeper in terms of relationship, stuff, beliefs, opinions, and even leftovers. <laughs> okay, so, oh, one more thing. Considering what's been going on in the White House lately, it's becoming more interesting and entertaining to see who are the keepers in the Trump court. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned as they all play, switch around. <laughs> so what a wonderful entertainment we have is basically we're being destroyed, but that's, that's not a big deal because we have a capacity to reemerge, thick with ourselves and eager to transmit something or other <laughs> to someone. Well, when I thought of that's a keeper, this, this little image, this little story came to me, and so I wrote it. For all the flowers in the field, one may stand out, to be picked, to be uprooted, to keep. It's a keeper. You'll repot it, water it, keep it from harm, and it will thrive. It's a keeper. It will give off shoots, and they too will need your care for their keepers. Your eyes will feast upon them. Their scent will fill you with joy. Their beauty will remind you of where they came from. Awesomeness. And remember, you too are creatures of a nature's bounty. And that's a keeper. Mm. And okay. in honor of my union with Errol. Oh, we have more. I say this. Okay. I knew when I met Errol that I had met the man who would be the father to my children. I knew he was a keeper, partner on my spiritual journey, partner in laughter, friend for life. We joined in love, all of it, eros, filial, agape. He was and is a keeper. Michelle has this big, gushy heart, you know, and gushy, gushy. I, of course I am. I'm a gushy, gushy person. She is. She's very gushy. <laughs> By the way, in our ongoing attempt to somehow not just make sense of our life in the flesh, but to make it work better and to f work our way through it, the other night I had a very painful experience that lasted for several hours in the middle of the night. And while I was having this excruciating pain, 
I was pondering our last show, which was about thank you, and I was challenging myself. Here I am having this really bad pain, and can I say thank you to the pain? Yet. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and I thought about it. I don't know if I ever got to the actual thank you, but I did think about it, and perhaps during periods of time when I was madly moving through this fortunately large house. If this had happened here in our little tiny um, cottage, it would have been, I'd, I'd be walking all over the property because that was the only way I could distract myself from the pain was to keep walking. Well, you might have walked back and forth a whole lot. I, I would have turned a whole lot. In our house, you don't actually walk from you place. Pivot. You, you pivot, you turn, you counter, you do si -do, uh, quite often. Do you know, if not know what do si -do is? It's when you have your arms like this and you and your partner circle each other. It's a square dance thing. Well, I think people don't know what a square dance is, Errol. You're talking to people. I don't know. Maybe Most people know what square listen, dancing is. The more and more younger people come in. They to, know what square uh, dancing is. Michelle. What? It's not about square dancing. I just don't assume people know anything. Like, I was talking to some fellow the other day, and I mentioned the word vaudeville. And he thought it was a small town uh, near Crimea. <laughs> he didn't In not. the Caspian Sea. <laughs> vaudeville. <laughs> As in, you know, you know, Stuperville or Stupidville. You know, Ville. Like in gotcha. Got it. <laughs> anyway, so I don't assume that anyone knows anything about what I may know about at, any, at this point. Well, that's a wise thing to do because then you're not disappointed. <laughs> I am happy to report that the pain, thanks to modern medicine, was able to be alleviated in the emergency room, although we got lost on the way to the emergency <laughs> room. We had to put a little humor into the thing. Yeah, it was interesting because we have a one of those machines, GPS, GPS machine, system. and it was telling us to go this certain way. This is interesting. Yes. And, and I turned on a certain street, and I said, no, that's not how you get there. <laughs> and Rochelle's driving, and meantime, I'm, I'm turned around, I can't sit, and I can't, not, I can't move, and I, I'm turned around with my butt sticking out of the uh, front window and my head back the other way. His butt was not sticking out of the front window, but he was on his knees holding onto the back of the seat yeah. because it was a little more comfortable in sitting. Right. He and was in excruciating pain, but not enough pain to tell the GPS system, who we call Roberta, that she was wrong. Yeah. And I'm driving, and I figure somebody better know where I'm going because I, all I'm doing is in prayer, hoping to get my husband to the hospital so that he can be relieved of this horrible pain that he's in. Me too. <laughs> and that was the keeper. In that moment, getting me to the hospital as an intention was a bona fide keeper. <laughs> and totally agreed upon by now, both participants. Now, here's what happened, though. <laughs> As I followed my directions and not hers, uh, we ended up not, well, being there. We ended up being, we didn't know where. We were lost, <laughs> actually. And, and she kept giving us other directions. And she has a tendency, we noticed this when we were in Sacramento, she will put you in a circular route. You know, go up here, make a U-turn, go around here, come across here, go to the highway, and make an another U-turn. Huh. 
Wasn't I just on that particular <laughs> U-turn? She's very obstinate. But this is our, our uh, what do you call it, artificial intelligence. <laughs> very artificial. <laughs> but the interesting thing was, so I had to go back, and I had to, uh, af after three days, to take care of what it is that they did in order to help me not be in pain. And when I went back, I consulted Roberta, give her another chance. He's wanna, very good to her. Me, I'll, I forget about her. <laughs> I want to be fair. And I asked her, told her where we're going, same, de same destination. And she took me, sure enough, according to my directions from the other night. And they were the right directions. And it got me right there, back to the hospital. And this is interesting. This makes me think that there's a lot of, um, what do I want to say, mixed upness that seems to be happening and certain things just... Mixed upness? Yeah, mixed upness. <laughs> when it doesn't quite taste right. You know, like when life throws a bunch of ingredients together and you're going, mm, mm. I don't think so. Okay, what were you going to say about the mixed upness? Well, I, it got me there following that, that she gave me different directions both times. I think it could be a Russian plot. I do. Oh, really? Yeah, I think <laughs> they're very... I hope you don't really mean that because I would check you out in the hospital for, for your head. Let's do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a keeper? That's a keeper. Okay, that's a keeper. <laughs> Listen, just to help us get going here with That's a Keeper, this is a song by Mike Deckley called That's a Keeper. Old chairs end up sitting in a yard sale Old shoes find their way to charity Take their last ride to the scrap pile But some things you keep forever Things you need to make your life complete Like a photo of your parents on their wedding day Smiling, never thinking there will ever come a time Time will take them both away The photo's right there on your wall today Every time you see it, you turn and say that's a keeper And that high school ring your grandpa wore Graduating class of 1934 He never came back from that old war Grandma knew who to keep it for She shined it up and now it's yours She said, son, that's a keeper Sometimes you just can't win for losing Life might even knock you to your knees It may try to empty all your pockets But hey, you still got something Life can't take away everything Like the good old friend that you can't let go A thousand Pick up the phone, bring their voice right in your home. 
days of old, the good times, that's a keeper. They stole your heart from you Now you know what love can do And you've held on to that dream come true And they feel just as lucky too Hey, that's a keeper Isn't that something? That's mm. a keeper. Thank you, mm-hmm. Mike Deckley. Good times and sweet memories. <laughs> Very sweet energy of that artist. So what about you? What are you keeping in your life right now? Or what's wanting to maybe be questioned is about what you're keeping? Do you have, for example, an old idea that's been around for a long time that was in some way a, a derogatory toward yourself that's been a keeper up till today? Or perhaps you've had an opinion about somebody that you really didn't know, but which you received an acceptance through the media, upon which you formed that very opinion. Is that a keeper? How do you decide what's a keeper and what's a thrower awayer? <laughs> I don't think of it as throwing it away as much as just ignoring it like the plant. If you don't feed it and if you don't um, keep after it, it just dies of attrition. <laughs> it has no reason to stay around because it's not getting what it needs. And I think we can, by resisting something vehemently, we can keep it around a long time. Isn't that a curious phenomenon that we've discovered that the more we resist that which we do not want, the more it resists back and then we get locked into the struggle neither side w- willing to let go because we have the resistance and we are actually fed we believe by the resistance we actually believe the resistance is what is energizing our life when in fact it's depleting it of all the life that is there in it mm, i would agree i think that's a keeper what about you, Barney? Do you uh, think this is true? What's the keeper there? Oh, hi. Yeah, this is Barney. And uh, we got a keepers, uh, losers keepers or something like that, though, because we got keepers. And then we actually have some thorough waivers that you were talking about. I know about that because you you got something in your life there like this this person. And, and you think that they're going to be like they were when the last time you had an altercation with them that left you feeling very hostile to that person. Hmm. And so what did we do? We keep it and we keep it going and we have that association of the hostile person that caused us pain. And and we keep that pain memory with us uh, on and on and on. Unless you come into a situation where you are confronted and challenged to release it once and for all, so that it is no longer a keeper. Okay. Oh. That, that could be a keeper, just as an idea. We keep ideas that help us grow and flourish in our brain and lead to other ideas that help us grow. 
So it's like high idea hops, hopscotch. <laughs> no, not really, yeah, because it doesn't have to jump over you anything. Throw out, you know, remember hopscotch? You throw out like a rock, and there's this little squared area you gotta hop through it, and you can only hop on one foot, as I recall. Yeah, but you got boxes. You take chalk and you make boxes, and then you throw, uh, a, uh what is it called? That rock or a hopscotcher? No. <laughs> You throw it into one of those boxes, and you hop into the box and pick it up. And then you throw it into another box, and you do the same thing until until you have to hop the whole thing because it's in the last box. Hoppity hop. I think. I haven't played hopscotch in such a long time. I don't remember. I just have a vague idea of what well, the hopscotch thing looked like. That's a keeper. Your vague one, idea. two, three, four, five, six. Let me recommend to you who are listening that you go... Play yourself a game of hopscotch. You know, get a bunch of people at work, go out in the sidewalk and make a little hopscotch thingy. And they can't bring their cell phones. That's the first thing we do. And and it's it's a kind of torture, actually, for people who are used to having cell phones, having to play hopscotch. But that's why we call it the hopscotch torture. Oh, my God. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds horrible. <laughs> Forget hopscotch. The way he made it sound just now, it sounds like something that would hurt you. <laughs> Good evening, this is Professor Umbridge. I was running late. I'm sorry I couldn't introduce myself with our other friends. Hello, Barney. It was great having lunch with you the other day. Oh, well, I liked it too, uh, Professor. That was uh, fabulous. I never had that kind of food before. With uh, you know, It looked like it was almost live. Yeah seemed live to me, actually, and that was a little disconcerting. But I like being with you. Oh, jolly good. It's it's always good to come into someone's life, and everyone who comes into your life really steps on the scale of, is this going to be a keeper or is this going to be a temporary passing the night? Both. Can they be a keeper and temporary, and can they be temporary and still be a keeper? I think something about them can be a keeper. Your relationship in that moment with that person can be a keeper, just the energy that flows back and forth. Certainly your memory of them can be a keeper, as that young man's song said. So, yes, even though they pass out of your life for, and they've been in your life for a brief moment, they definitely can be a keeper. And then there are other people you don't want to even think about. So we've passed something to each other that becomes permanently affixed a keeper to our very selfhood, which is forming and growing in what we've talked about before as the soul, uh, which is this part of us that we believe and have some sense of is that's growing that is somehow a combination of what we do in this mortal life. And in the choices we make. Yeah, in, in relationship and in conjunction uh, uh, with the, the ongoing presence of life that continues to sustain and support life as we continue moving through it. It's like a canvas, and, and we're painting these little marks on the canvas, but the canvas is there, and, and if, if, it, if it's in line with the canvas, in the sense that the right inks and, and good stuff, then, then it kind of stays in the canvas, except the canvas, in this case, is alive. Ooh. Mm. Mm. That's a keeper. That is a keeper. Mm -hmm. 
canvas alive canvases i love them i was just thinking about uh an adieu or an r.i.p for sam shepherd oh. i don't know i thought about him all day and i knew him when i was a young woman in new york city and in the theater in the Olton theater and um had such a lovely energy and he was such a great talent and i think that um i hope that there is a place for him and beyond this where he will thrive as well as he did on the planet Earth. <laughs> he was a wonderful contribution as an actor and as a playwright. I've read some of his plays, unlike Rochelle, I didn't know him so, and I didn't have a chance to see his plays, but maybe we'll have a Sam Shepard revival. We'll start having Sam Shepard Plays Festival. They're going to do that at the Magic Theater in uh, San Francisco because he he directed one of his plays there with uh, Sean Penn oh, and really? Nicholas Cage, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so they were going to have a, who knows how many months of plays by him. Well, let's take a little break uh, because this is uh, one thing we want to keep doing is, well, keep the faith. If you call out loud With your kid inside Through the heart of your surrender To your advice And you can say the words Like you understand But the power's in believing Help a chance Cause you can climb the highest mountain Swim the deep sea key. All you need is the will to hold it And a little self-esteem So keep the faith
Michael Jackson. No. No? Why no? Well, not no like can't be, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> I was surprised, that's all. <laughs> oh, don't let, don't let nobody take you down, brother. Just keep your eyes on the prize and keep your feet flat on the ground. Keep the faith, baby, yeah. Because it's just a matter of time before your confidence will win out. I think that's very, that's an interesting way of saying it, before your confidence will come out and win out. So our, in his song, our confidence is a lot stronger than our doubt. Well, the way I see it is that it's almost like it's destined, if you choose it, for your confidence to come out at some point in your life, that it's something we can count on. I never thought of it till just now, that this phenomenon of confidence. When I was on the road doing a seminar called How to Get Results with People, as I would do these events, I was kind of picking the audience's brains and just getting a sense of what were the biggest issues for people at that time in the workplace in the late 80s. And um, one was uh, confidence, the other was enthusiasm, and the third, I guess, wasn't as much a keeper as we'd have liked to have it been because it wasn't, it's not coming to mind, but it'll get there. <laughs> Come on, you can be a keeper. Come on, come on, come on. But you Turn have it. to remember what you're keeping. <laughs> oh, commitment. That commitment. was it. Okay. Yeah, confidence, enthusiasm, and commitment. This seemed to be the big three. At work, in a work situation. This is what I deduced. You know, have that The people that you were talking to, they needed the confidence, or people had to have confidence in them? Yeah, all the above. Oh. Confidence. What was above? It was the guy looking down <laughs> on the confidence game that was taking place there where these people were trying to <laughs> right. rip these other people off <laughs> right. in this confidence game. No. And why they call it a confidence game? Because they win your confidence. That's right. In order to game you. Game you. That's an interesting way of saying it. That's a keeper. Game you. I like that. I'll use it. But <laughs> going back to keep the faith... Uh, Rabbi, what do you got on faith this week? Ah, faith. I love talking about faith. Faith is like the one thing that you are got that you can use that will get you through almost anything, maybe any, everything. Faith is an act of you, us, me, and our will saying, I choose to act and live as if the good was supporting me all the time and all the eternity and that ultimately I can trust it even though I might be having an episode of excruciating pain right now. <laughs> oh dear, I know, but we do face it. I mean, it's like there's no, uh, there's no getting out of it, you know, unless you, you die quickly and before any pain sets in. <laughs> Well, it brings up the other issue of being alone, to know that there's someone there. It reminds me of a poem I wrote. Let's see if I can remember it. It's called On a Walk. On a walk or pacing when I really want to focus in to perceive him, I stare down into grass, dirt, and concrete, for in that focus mesmerized, 
The sweet inner stare of the unknown father filters up to me, and I gaze as into nothing, the ground within, and to walk, knowing that I am accompanied. You did remember it. That's yes. a keeper right there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did keep that, and it's something I have to practice all the time. It, that's the thing. It's not like you believe in God or something, and like you've arrived. Oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're done. Now we're going to the movie, and then I have to go to the bathroom. But yeah, I believe it's no. It's a ongoing phenomenon of asserting confidence in some kind of fundamental providence that is perpetuating your life, and that it's basically on your side. And mm -hmm. the task is you have to learn uh, how to communicate with it and how it, what its nature is. In the earliest days of uh, believing in something more than ourselves, we created lots of things. We created animal gods and nature gods and everything else. And, and then, you know, we created uh, God in human form but bigger than us. And then we created gods that were gender-specific, and uh, then we created gods that were gender-equal. <laughs> Do you know how many anthropomorphic gods lost their job at, after the Enlightenment and the scientific point of view? I know, but that's the over? way it is with change. Once you move from one thing to another, a whole bunch of people get sort of left out until they recoup and figure out new ways to come back. It's like a pendulum, isn't it? You have over here, it's like oh, the medieval religious worldview of in Europe dominated by the, the priesthood and the kingship nobility. And then we have the, all of a sudden, oh, there's this rational way of perceiving and understanding life. And it's, it works in patterns and rules and relationships. And it has certain dimensions to it. And we call this science. Oh, that's the one. Yes, oh, no, no, not that over there, no. This is the one. Right? And it's like, it's all a mystery. We don't understand, we understand so little of it. That's the thing. And yet, we boast about understanding so much of it when we, un when we know so little of it. <laughs> but that's who we are. We're very immature, sweet little, cute little humans. We who bop each other on the head too often. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you too, dear. That's so much fun. I remember that day so well. Yeah. 41 years ago. Poof. On, on, it was on Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn. Right. And we'll tell you more about it. This is Elizabeth Scott, and her keep is Keep Going. I've been in the secret of time. Listening to your voice with mine I've been in hollering well Huh? 
Heartfelt. Keep going. Elizabeth Scott. Elizabeth. No, Lizbeth. Lizbeth. There was an actress named Elizabeth Scott who in the 40s. I don't think it's the same. No, I, I know it's not it the may same. Be related. But that's interesting that she has the same name. I wouldn't think it was a week of Inside Out at this in 2017 if we didn't kind of take a little look at some of this thing. It's called the political economic scene. Uh, how about it, Senator? We haven't heard from <laughs> you in a while. <laughs> what do you make of all this? Uh -huh, Errol and Michelle? Well, let me tell you what I make of it. It's, uh, I think you made a good point there. Who's going to be the keepers here? And is the American public going to keep investing in points of view that are actually downright harmful and dangerous? to ourselves. But that seems to be what we're stuck upon because the uh, American public, by and large, is, I wouldn't call it a big thinking public. Uh, as a matter of fact, the ones who are thinking most about it are the ones who are doing their best to manipulate it. There would be a lot of thinking going on there. But I would like to encourage the uh, Democratic Party, just for the sake of having a viable alternative, to get their act together and stand for something and quit being so wishy-washy and caught up in the same shenanigans as everybody else in the system. That's just raising money. It's interesting that I, I heard Al Franken uh, talk um, at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco, and, and they, he said, I know why I'm a Democrat. And he talked about his mother having difficulties and and social system that he he supports as a Democrat, which is there for the people to, to really give solace to people, to take care of people, to help them through their bad times, to create a, a government that is there for the people. 
And uh, he said that's why he was a Democrat. And I don't see that that has been eroded. I just think that it has been eclipsed by uh, theatrics that are very uh, high um, volume and uh, promises that are really hard to keep. But I don't think that what the Democratic Party stood for, obviously I must be a Democrat, um, has really been eroded. I'm an independent Democrat. What does that mean? I don't know, but it just sounded like something I'd want to be. But I want to ask you, <laughs> as a fellow, what I think of as an independent Democrat. See why he's a creeper. He's weird. He's a keeper. <laughs> a senator. Can it be reduced this simply? There's, there's a bunch of folks who believe that government is not to be taking care of the folks. That's not its job, period. Anything that's trying to do that, that's not government's job. You take care of yourself. And we did, and look how wealthy we got. And then there are those who think that, like you just said, that government has a responsibility. It's not so much that the government has the responsibility of taking care of us, but it assumes that role because there's no other public other than charities. I, w I shouldn't dismiss those, but without the heavy participation of the government and its resources, just a lot of people are not being taken care of. We elect the government. And if we want to be taken care of, we elect a government to take care of us. If we don't want to be taken care of, if we want to be forgotten and just see the rich get richer and richer and richer, and the poor get poorer and poorer and poorer, then we have elected that to happen. So it's up to us, you know, like, what do we want? I don't, I want a, a, a partnership because I voted for a government that I expect to be there for me. Which we? There's we, we, and there's an other kind of we's. There's them, we. And there's uh, it wheeze. Which we 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 we. Stop wheezing. We. <laughs> no, because I am we. I am part of that we. Yeah, but there's a whole group of people for who don't example, agree with me. Who don't agree with you, and then not only do they not agree with you, because they only get their information through this distorted media perspective, that they really think that that's what the world actually fully looks like. And so, but I think more important is that it doesn't even matter what you think it looks like. It's what do you need as a human being, as a community, as a city, as a state? What do you need? You know, like we can all agree that we want our children taken care of. I read this the other day, and it was yes, of course, we all agree we want our children. We want our children to have good schooling. We want our children to eat well. We want our children to be housed and fed. So, when we all agree that we're doing this for our children. We want the government to be doing this with us, it seems to me, that making sure that we have good education for our children, that they have each generation is, pre is what is it, precedes, proceeds, precedes yeah. the next, so that you have movement and you have growth. And you can't have that if it's always the status quo. And I think a lot of people wanted to shake up the status quo. Um, and, and we are definitely sh being shook. We're being shook up. And I think it's clearer when you get shook up, you have to go, well, what do I really want? And that makes change. So we're, and, and transitions are very hard. They usually look the most difficult when you move from one thing to another. And we're in a state of transition as, as humans even. You know, humans are in a state of transition because we're having to adapt to a changing climate, to a changing earth to changing economics, to changing status quos. 
And when you go to change those status quos, you have to be <laughs> sh careful about which side you approach them from. Most status quos are particularly uh, nervous <laughs> about being approached from the left. And, but that's also, I beg your pardon, but, but there are some status quos who you can actually approach from the right. You see, when you're approaching them from the right, well, what that means is, is you're coming from your left. And so you have the left moving into the right status quo. <laughs> and then on this side, you've got the right moving to the left status quo. And then they meet at the center. And do you know what happens when the status quo is from the left and the right? I'm meet? afraid to ask, but go ahead. They, uh, they collide. Yes, they, they <laughs> actually collide. And so that's what's happening right now. We have a collision going on between the left and the right status quos. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> is that a keeper? That's a keeper. Oh, I'd say that's pretty accurate. So it's a keeper. You know, you mentioned children. And, and we are children. We have to wake up. to the sky wake up children on the mountainside wake up children 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 in the valley low pack your bags it's time to go you go wake up children in the valley low wake up children 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 every woman and man Wake up, children. That was the strangelings. Somehow music is able to express that yearning in, of the soul uh, because music is, to me, an expression of the soul, but it's, it's integrating the emotional aspect of our humanity with the rhythm and the patterns and the laws of music. 
In other words, you, you can't just have the passion all by itself just floating off. It's not music, but when you take that passion, like I can feel that in that certain songs, there's a passion that is integrated with this structure, and mm -hmm. that's what, especially if it's a good combination, they become the keeper songs. And But I think it's a great uh, example or model of what this soul that we keep talking about. There's this raw human experience, which left raw pretty much just, you know, gets rawified, which is not <laughs> the same as go raw. See, that's catching the, the raw food before it deteriorates and becomes old raw food. No, you catch it, you, <laughs> you raw it when it's rawable. Okay, you heard that? I said that. You tell them. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, this is something drawable. In Germany, back in uh, Cologne, they, uh, they developed drawables, and they were things that you originally would munch on that had German accent flavoring the food. They have, the drawables were able to take the German accent, what you're hearing now, and put it into the recipe. So you know, like have bananas and uh, uh, chopped olives and whole wheat flour. And and then you would add to that the Professor Schnitzel. Yeah. Oh well, maybe that wasn't Cologne. No, I was wrong. It wasn't Cologne. It was oh Dresden. Yeah, it was Help Dresden us. where they had the uh, those kinds of uh. tasty delights here. <laughs> but I would like to say in respect to the transition that you're describing, by the way, happy anniversary to you too. Oh, thank you, Professor Schnitzel. But, but the transition, and the art is in the transition, which is why it is up to artists to help us make the transition from the way it was that is no longer working to the new way, which is working better because it came with a warranty. The old way didn't have a warranty. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why it's falling apart. Okay. But the new way comes he with, a, keeper? with I a, don't know about a warranty <laughs> keeper. Yeah. The keeper. <laughs> Each keeps their own. <laughs> they do keep their own. Yes. <laughs> well. Here we are, inside so out. I was thinking truth. about um, when you were talking about passion, you know, the passion, the emotional body. I think that that's one thing that I get from Trump, who I don't listen to very often, but nevertheless, he's always passionate. It's, he's always passionate. He does not think things through. <laughs> he, just, he does not come from his head. He comes from his emotions. And I think that's what makes him, uh, you know, why people are attracted to him. Because other, most people do the same thing. They come from their emotions. And they, so they resonate with that. They resonate with that emotional body, you know. He's so funny because he'll, he makes these adjectives. And he'll say, well, how's this whatchamacallit going? Whatchamacallit happens to be the complete utter deterioration of whatever it is. And he'll say, oh, it's great. We're, we had some good conversation, and we're both in this. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, everything's fine. Well, what about the, uh, the other thing of the, of the whole thing where you're being examined? Oh, it's just... It reminds me of <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan bit that uh, Jackie Mason did. If you've never seen Jackie Mason, the comic. On Broadway. Uh, his Jackie Mason on Broadway, it's very funny. But 
Maybe you have to be a little Jackie Mason fan to like it. I don't know. I don't know. It definitely is funny. But it's another era because so much has gone by since the Ronald Reagan time. Yeah. So so then there's Reaganomics, and then there's that whole Reagan shift, which it seems to me has benefit, which has strengthened the point of view that the government's not here to take care of the people. And it's just to, you know, it's just to stay out of people's way so they can make as much as they want and do whatever. Well, then, they what want. is the government's job actually? What is the job of government that we, the people, have created? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> the job of government is, in the general sense, mm-hmm. larger sense, to form a more perfect union. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, within that, what enables that to happen are these four other things that whose job. It is the government to do, and that is to establish justice. That's what the government's supposed to do. Make sure there's a system that, that handles justice. That, Laws. That, well, it's, it facilitates more and more fair dealings with each other. Fairness isn't just mm-hmm. there in the universe. Justice is what brings it about. Mm-hmm. So that's the government's job. Then the next thing is, I have to go through my mind, perfect union established, ensure domestic tranquility. So the government's job, ensure domestic, that's home, is peace so that it keeps the peace mm-hmm. at home, whatever that means, whether it's a home and a, and a family or in a city or a community, whatever. That's his job, to keep the peace, and I'll move this through it's quicker. And it's provide for the common defense. That means that it's to, it's to provide that which is going to defend us from danger and problems and that challenge our safety and our security. And then it's to pr- it promote the general welfare. So there you go. In that, it's like promote the, everybody like getting along as good as they can. And to me, that's where these social programs are right within that. And last but not least, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. I mean, think about it. That's the job of the government. And think of how many times you said us. So who is us? We. We. The people. We're us. So it seems that the government is formed to give us all these things, to give us, to take care of us, to make sure we have a good way of life. But let's not forget the uh, basic assumption that uh, people like James Madison, who, who contrived or was a major contributor to the creation of the Constitution, which is the government. I mean, what's the government? It's this set of rules and principles that Mm -hmm. have been put forth and then the government acts all that out but and those in in our case wasn't to enslave but to free and even though at the time there was slavery on this in this government eventually it led to freedom so it's to me it's like freeing us not enslaving us and when the government starts to enslave us, it's a government that should be overturned. Well, that's so the job of the government is to keep these things in balance. Yes. And the justice and the, the peace at home and the safety and the security and the general welfare, and that's its job. And But I, in order for it to fulfill that job, as we've talked to before, yes, Senator, 
Well, it is something I tend to repeat myself because it's a keeper for me that if more and more people could get behind the intention, as you pointed out here, it's much more likely than we would be a successful country. But as it is now, we are quite divided, mm -hmm. pretty much crying. I hope that state is not a keeper. Somehow I think divisiveness is not a keeper. I, because we strive for union. That's why we, you know what, <laughs> to have babies. We come into union to create things, and we're creative beings, and we constantly have to come into union with our subject matter, whatever, when we're creating with each other to create more of us. So I believe that I have, I'm an optimist. And that's a keeper, and it's a reminder to, to keep it simple. You know, we, get, we can get pretty uh, syllabolobic in our descriptions of, I speak for myself. I you are syllabolobic? Uh, multi no. Multiple syllabolobic. <laughs> let's get it down to something just much more simple, and that is just stay on the sunny side. Inside Out, The Naked Truth, coming to you live from Lupin Lodge. You can go to our website, thelaughingheart.org, or send me an email at estrider at gmail.com. That's a keeper. Yeah, it's a keeper. And if you want me to teach you how to do that, well, send the email. And so Who's remember, saying this song? Keep on the sunny side. This is the Whites. Thank you, the Whites. And we're going to have to let you go. That's from uh, the movie Brother Where Art Thou, which That's is a wonderful thought. movie. And it's August 1st, 2017. And we are prepared to go the distance. Keep on the sunny side. Keep on going. Keep on going. And keeping the faith. All that. And what else do we need to remember, Rochelle? We need to remember... That resistance is what you add to pain to make it last longer 
and hurt more. That's a keeper. on the show tonight? Hmm. Father. Father O'Malley. Well, he's he was at the beginning. 